It is the Dynasty Hour, and we're having part two of our post-draft episode. We're going to dig into the horrible, horrible uh, running back draft class that we have, uh, more about situation. Mm. Justin doesn't even want to talk about it. Don't blame him. Um, <laughs> it's me, your co-host, Jagger May. You can find me at Fantasy Blue Chip. And then with me is host of This Guy Sucks, Chuck Bass. How you doing, Chuck? And then up. we Let's have... Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got his buck shirt on. He's always got to represent. And then we have Fantasy Jesus. He's here to save your lineups. Justin, how are you doing? Fantastic. Not as not as good as Chuck is, but I'm doing pretty fantastic myself. I brought <laughs> jello shots. I brought jello shots. This is the first podcast to ever bring jello shots to. Uh, I haven't seen uh, one. <laughs> I got to revisit that. Chuck, that's why I'm you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'd like. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm the only like one that's never been married, so I'm the guy that should be doing that. Um, but good for you. You say pretty it's sure. You. Are, 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 was there a late night in Vegas or Reno even or Mexico? Um, <laughs> I, I smoke a lot of pot, guys. So no. Uh, and then last. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta say, has anybody ever been so high that they got married? Hold on, is that is that a thing? It's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. I had to ask. I've I just, only gotten I, so high where I've like, I forgot. Yeah, I've forgotten like a player name in the middle of a podcast. That happens all the time. But like, <laughs> are, are we talking? Uh, Aaron Rodgers high. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, I've been there though. That that's. Uh, I actually love that high. I just don't make NFL decisions. I just don't make NFL decisions while I'm doing that. I like go to the mountains and all I have to think about is like food for like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be the GM of the lions if you were. So it's okay. Oh, hot dog or Jim Irsay. And then we have the host of divots of pivots, Mr. Mallard himself, Andrew LaDuke. Yes, um, yes. Make sure you like and subscribe folks hit the bell, do all the, the stuff. We're all millennials now. Like, like just, just do all the, the clicks and shit. So we're just going to dive right into it. Um, we're going to go to buy or talk about the running backs that would draft their situation and where they're going currently in rookie mocks. Um, and we'll start with you, Andrew. We got Zach name uh, going late first, early second. He was drafted on day two by the Seahawks and he's behind Kenneth Walker. Are you buying or selling at the price? You, are you willing to pay in a late first or are you, are, are you, are you going to wait on the second rounder? Um, I prefer him uh, in the second round, but I, I don't blame anyone for taking him with a late first because we've seen Seattle have injury prone running back. So Kenneth Walker already proven to fit that mold already. My biggest, what I'm watching here is can we finally put DJ Dallas to bed? Can he finally be done in Dynasty? Because I feel like uh, Zach there is gonna is gonna be much more of a focus, and DJ Dallas is gonna fade away. That's my own opinion, but you guys all seem to disappear. Speaking I of, disagree. I was about to say that, that that's a good buy take, and like I love when you bring up DJ Dallas. Like we were talking about, like getting high for getting player names. I forgot a whole player because <laughs> like someone <laughs> will bring up DJ Dallas, and I forget every time. It's like it's like wash, rinse, and repeat. I, everyone's like DJ Dallas, and I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that. And then it's just like, uh, the re- dude, the, the reason you should be nervous about Zach Chabernet is because we're still talking about DJ Dallas a couple years later. And I've got way too many GIFs on my phone for DJ Dallas to fade away. Otherwise, um, all that time that I made putting his face on DJ Khaled was for nothing. And uh, I don't like to lose that. I don't like to lose those kind of battles. So I'd be very disappointed if that was a real. Sounds like a you problem. 
It's a me problem always. <laughs> There's a lot of hot takes in there, and surprisingly, <laughs> none of them none of them are about football. Um, <laughs> your pronunciation of GIF that was questionable. Uh, almost as questionable. Yeah, it's almost GIF. like. Oh, okay. Put your peanut butter. That's all. Like do you call? What do you call? You call it a giraffe or a giraffe? What do you call it? Oh, oh my good goodness! Lord. It, we are not going to. I call them two words. The two different words. We are not. Guys, it's too early. early English language right now. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, while he's taking a Jello shot, shot, Justin, are you I buying or selling Zach <laughs> I respect the shit out of that. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm coming down. You over there, buddy? Oh yeah. Anyways, um. Uh, I hate this running back class. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I hate this running back class so much. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fucking go over and talk to those people that are shook by the Kenneth Walker thing. I'm gonna say, hey, Kenneth Walker, expendable, right? Yeah, because I have no faith that Zach Charbonnet is gonna take over this job. I think he's gonna be uh, two running back for probably most of his career. And he'll probably be replaced in about two years by the next flavor that uh, Pete Carroll wants to chew on. Mm. Pete Carroll going to be there. In two years. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that a lot. Shit, no, I mean, yeah, I, he's I, going. I, I, no, I completely agree. The situation's tough, but I do like the player profile on Zach. I think he's got a lot to offer to the offense that he might currently be lacking. So I think as far as immediate fits go, he's got some pretty high upside. Uh, I think Kenneth Walker is a little too home run ish to be completely, you know. An afterthought in any in any meaningful way, especially when you consider draft capital and what we saw from him immediately. Um, but I, I mean, this this draft class is like split camps, like I've never seen. People are like, Kenneth Walker's dead, or Kenneth Walker's alive. I'll never sell him. There's no in between. Like, oh, I could see both of these guys, you know, really sharing the backfield for a couple years, like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have been doing. There, there's two. There's a fence that divides all of us, and there's nobody sitting on the middle of it. Um, I'm actually, uh, I, I'm in the middle of it, but I'm bullish on hey. Zach Charbonnet. Like, mm. like, like I said, I, I like, I would buy Kenneth Walker. Like, like you guys are all kind of right. Justin is correct in saying that you should go try to buy Kenneth Walker. Cause I'm under the impression that only running backs are sexier tight ends. Like there's like four or five that matter. And then there's like a tier and then everything else is just kind of week to week, you know, like it really, it really doesn't matter at that point. So Kenneth Walker is still going to be a value. Um, but here's why I like Zach Charbonnet. I think he's a better third down player. I think he's a, um, a slightly better pass blocker, but he's a better grinder. Like he's going to consistently get you four to five yards a carry. And then you said that Kenneth Walker is a home run hitter actually. And the, this when I give you stats, you guys just got to Google that shit later or on the fly. Uh, I, I want to talk to a guy to see if we can get a producer where he'll just Google shit and figure it out. Or Tony Reale. We need a stat, Jamie. Need a stat boy. Jamie. Yeah, we, yeah, we, need, a, we need a Jamie. But like need? Google, it, I'm pretty sure. But Kenneth Walker led the league in runs of two yards and under. So like he was running poorly as much as he was getting those booms. So that's why I think Zach Charbonnet is a buy. That's indicative of a player who is who is trying to find the home run instead <laughs> of taking the small chunk yardage, and I think that's probably why they drafted Zach is because if this plan, if you know, not a lot of running backs mature out of that mentality. Some do, but if you're not going to have that and you believe that you're a win now team, you need a guy who's going to come in with that already as his major focus. Yeah, and then like this, this is why um, uh, it for. For being like an analyst like us, whatever, I, I really enjoy this next period that we're in. We're going to be mm. talking about nothing, essentially. We're going to be making news out of a tweet or an Instagram yeah. post or whatever for a while. But I don't like to do that, and I like to talk about game theory. And this is why mm. I want to dive into like not only just where like what round players were drafted in, but who drafted them and how, and what does that say about their need? Because I think that like C Seattle has always been a pretty consistent drafting team and they had a lot of needs at defense and they did address that, but they are still willing to spend that high a draft capital on a running back after you have Kenneth Walker. And like we've all talked about, we like, like we're all professionals here. We know, we know the risk of Kenneth Walker, boom or bus. It says a lot. And that's why I'm willing to buy him. Um, anybody else want to give me the old skip before we go to, to uh, tank Bigsby? 
Yeah. I'll, I'll ask this. It's just a question. You, get, you guys can expand on it if you want. Were you surprised when they took Kenneth Walker last year? No. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Not at all. I was surprised. No, I we saw the writing I, I, on the wall I, I, with that running back room leading into that draft. Were you yeah, a Rashad so. Penny I, guy? I was not a Rashad Penny guy. No. no oh, okay. No. I was like, he just, he just did himself no. away. You're, you're one of those sad sons of bitches who believed. In I have to return Penny. some videotapes. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. All right, Justin, we'll start with you. Um, we have Tank Bigsby. He gets third round draft capital. And then we have Travis Etienne, who's a first round running back. But caveat, he was drafted by Urban Meyer. So in theory, it's a shit pick for a first rounder. Not not that's not him as a player, but him being picked that highly was probably not a good idea. So let's take that for what it is. But objectively, Travis Etienne is a first rounder. And then we have Jamichael Hasty on the roster. Jamichael Hasty's one where I had to study before we came over. He's in that DJ Dallas category. I'm like, who? Who? Every time you bring him up. But he seemed to be cutting into Travis Etienne a little bit. If you look at the numbers, it really wasn't too much. And anytime that Etienne was taken out, it's because they were like smashing the team. But Doug Peterson has said repeatedly that he wants multiple running backs. So then in, right now he takes Tank Bigsby, who's someone I had like a late first grade if he had good draft capital, maybe like second grade. Now he's fallen to the late second and early third round pick with all this information about Tank Bigsby. Are you buying or selling? I probably already know your answer, but go ahead. Oh, no, I'll buy tanks, Bigsby. You know, it, oh, it's okay. a it's a good value in a later round. Um, you know, sometimes you can get them in the third. If you're really lucky and somebody's high on somebody else, you can get them in the early fourth, which is kind of crazy, <laughs> but I just saw yeah. that, like, literally today. I saw him at 4-1. What? Like, oh, <laughs> shit. What? You saw that in the Why wild? Not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a wild one. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it's like I I don't hate the profile. He was somebody that I wrote about. Um, I don't know if he's going to be anything more than a change of pace back that maybe comes in whenever ETN's injured. Maybe he gets a shot then. But you're kind of like just at fourth round, you're kind of just banking that this guy gets any type of touches, you know, that he gets a, even a chance, you know. I mean, what – what were we talking about Austin Eckler like five years back? Like, was he even like drafted in some people's leagues? And now he's, you know, the number three guy taken off of boards as far as running back goes. So anything can happen. Um, as far as that room goes, Jamichael Hasty, I know Jamichael Hasty a little bit. He's a good pass catching running back, a decent pass blocker. He's not going to be a threat to tank Bigsby. Uh, Bigsby's more or less there because just like Chuck said about Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne is a real home run hitter. He's a real fast, shifty guy who they love, love to get in the space. But I don't know if he's going to be the guy who's going to want to take the 30, you know, beatings every single game. You know, the 30 rushes, rushing attempts that you have to like hit the guard in the center. You have to be breaking tackles and you have to be just pushing forward. I think that's a little bit where tank Bigby is going to come into it in that change of pace role. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly, I I can't add anything to that. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. I would, anyone um, got a new one? I, I, I would add that of all the running backs and we're not breaking any new ground by saying that we're talking about somebody who can have an immediate impact. Um, but I, Travis Etienne had one of the least successful uh, rates from inside the 10, inside the five last year. Trevor Lawrence was, was fourth in the league in inside the 10 and inside the five rushes. And that was predominantly because there was a huge stuff percentage for Travis Etienne. He's just not that kind of player, but he was still the best at what they had on the roster at the time. Um, so it makes complete sense. This is like complete. Some moves, you know, you don't have to project, right? This is like an easy track. We all see where it's going. He's got um he's got a, a a capped ceiling but an extremely high floor um and i actually think like you guys said he's a great value i'm seeing him go late second early third regularly and i'm talking about drafts not even mocks Yep, actual drafts that i participated in so um one of the more confident running back selections of the draft keeping his ceiling in mind yeah i took him three one that felt great andrew so I was just I was just looking this up, and I'd be curious to see your guys' opinion here. If you had to guess who was more successful between Jermichael Hasty and DJ Dallas last year, who would you just? What's your gut opinion? 
Is this Jermichael a myth? It, it plays into a point. Just if you had to guess, who who was more successful between the two of them? Jermichael Hasty. Jermichael Hasty. DJ Dallas. They were the exact same receiving yards on about like a difference of three receptions, and uh, Hasty had about seven more rushing yards on similar rushing attempts as well. They are but almost who had the more receptions. They were they were basically the same. It was three more for uh, Dallas. Three more receptions. That's a win. That's a fantasy points, that's a win over seven years. But the only point I'm trying to make here is if we like <laughs> Charbonnet in Seattle because of that situation and because DJ Dallas could be fading out here, I don't think Casey's necessarily a guy who's going to, like you were saying, Justin, kind of solidify that second uh, running back role. So Bigsby is in the third round. I'd much rather have that than Charbonnet in the, in the first or second round. Mm. Yeah, the only time uh, – and, I and like, this is kind of a do as I say, not as I do. I've taken Charbonnet late first a couple of times, and that's only because I have, like, the first. I couldn't trade back, and I knew I wouldn't be able to get a running back for, like, hey, I don't have any more picks or something like that. So I, sure. just, I, I just did that. And, like, realistically, you should draft for value and trade for need, but I just took Charbonnet because I liked it. But you're right. Like, Tank Bigsby, man, like, that that's where you should take your running backs. Like, third round, fourth round. And uh, this is, like, a perfect segue into our next guy, Sean Tucker. He goes undrafted. Uh, he gets picked up by the Buccaneers. Uh, Rashad White's still there. And right now he's going late third. Some people are willing to take him, but consistently in the fourth. To our resident Buccaneers fan, Chuck, we'll start you off by ourself. Uh, this is arguably the biggest um, risk versus reward. Oh, no, sorry. This is the biggest no risk, absolute home run reward uh, of all these guys that we've talked about. Um, when you consider everything that's involved in this scenario, when you consider the coaching staff in Tampa, when you consider the talent in Tampa, when you consider the talent of the player, and you consider where and what kind of um, assets it takes to acquire him, which is potentially fourth round, maybe third if you're playing in a sharp league where people love the upside. Um, but, I mean, he, I, I expect him to be involved early and often. He can do – he's more well-rounded than anybody they have there. Right now they have a bunch of in-your-lane backs, whether it's Rashad White, Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn still holding on. God bless these guys. Um, but the, I mean, you're talking about somebody who will have every opportunity to compete immediately, which is just everything you want in an undrafted free agent. Do you think the Buccaneers are sold on Rashad White? Like, like let's put it this way: uh, I don't think anyone's going to think that the Steelers aren't going to consistently give Najee Harris carries, regardless of who mm -hmm. he is, unless it gets really bad. But is mm -hmm. Rashad White in that category for the Buccaneers? Uh, I don't believe he is. Um, he had a pretty nice year last year because he was the only guy on the team who was capable of breaking a tackle, which isn't saying much when you look at who they had on the roster. Uh, so I think there's excitement for him as a fantasy asset, but I think people are overestimating his, like you said, his worth to the team, his ceiling, his role. We're not talking about, you know, a, like just to piggyback off the conversation we just had, right? We're not talking about a Travis Etienne with no James Robinson. We're talking about um, a, a purely opportunistic play on a guy who can catch some passes. And they brought in Chase Edmonds, who profiles very similarly in that regard. So I would I would be very hesitant on any hype train that you have with Rashad White. Mm, nice. So that's a buy mm. for Chuck for Sean Tucker. Andrew, what do you think? It's pre order. Pre order it's Sean Tucker. It's a buy for me as well, and, and but and Chuck pretty much summed it all up for me. It's the same exact reasons I was going to say is that 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 backfield is nothing to be excited for. Mm, I okay. really can't expand on it any more than Chuck stole all the points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really did. Same for me. He's free. Like I, I, I picked him up after waivers after a draft already. Like that oh, was nice. a yeah, yeah. Like that. That's like Fab. That that Fab isn't real. Like for multiple levels, it's not real. Um, mm. So I guess I'll just pass it off to Justin. Devin Ashane. Um, this we've been waiting for the Dolphins to draft a running back for seems like ever. Um, they have Jeff Wilson and um, Raheem Mostert, which is Mister Replaceable, and then Mister Injured, and then. Um, but here's the kicker: Devin Shane is 188 pounds. He is going anywhere from the late first to early second. Are you buying him? Uh, no, not in that range. 
for sure not buying him. I think he's it's a nice talent. It's a nice idea on paper. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, they're probably going to go with what they know best. And that's Jeff Wilson. I would be surprised if he gets a lot of touches this year. He's obviously got to put a little bit of body weight on. Um, they could scheme him a little bit into like the slot receiver role, which I think would be fantastic considering his speed and his ability to gain a lot of yards with open field. But I mean, outside of that type of role, I don't know where he technically fits in right now. Um, so it, that being said, I don't want somebody who I'm second guessing myself where he's going to fit in. Um, like I said, I think he's schematically, he should be a fit, but at the same time, you know, Raheem Mostert is cut from the same cloth, but he's also like 30 pounds heavier than he is. Um, and then, you know, Jeff Wilson is the, you know, the old workhorse that comes from San Francisco where, you know, obviously Mike McDaniel took just about all of his scheme from. And then as far as the Sean Tucker thing, I wish it came to me because I was going to be the outlier there. Um, oh, wow. I'm I am sorry. not a Sean Tucker fan. I And it's it's not even because of the talent. It's because I do not like where the Bucks are going right now. They are aging yeah. out real fast. And that line is just absolutely trash. I'm sorry, Chuck. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm a I'm 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 contractually obligated to say that you don't know ball, um, but in reality, you've said some you've said some very, you, you've said you you flagged some real concerns. Um, I just like a, I like somebody who's been behind the Seattle run game for the last little bit to come on over and See, implement some. Je and then, as far as Rashard White goes. I'm just going to say this, try and sell him high based off of the idea that they didn't replace him with anybody who's drafted. So I would try and sell this guy for, you know, a late first rounder in 2024. Let's see what that turns into, because at this point, Rashad White, I like the talent out of Arizona State. But like I said with Sean Tucker, I just do not like the situation. You surprised me twice around there. Um, yeah, <laughs> you surprised me twice because I thought you were gonna like a Shane, because uh, he's in the 49ers system essentially, and he's like a 49ers back. I literally said that analytically he's off the chart, so I should like there should be something to like, but I hate his film, and and I and his film reads as a back that like man, if he was in the 49ers system where he doesn't have to be that good, he just has to be fast, then he'll be great. Yeah. It. And I thought that I'd be willing to buy him, but I haven't been able to click the button. I could have drafted him like, like twice. I drafted Tank Bigsby over him, so I I don't know if that if that's hot or not. Um, so Jagger, uh, Jagger, would you draft him if he was in the late second? I guess that this doesn't show up well, does it, Devin? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It does it. Not at all. Fucking Apple Dude, products. Load it up on your Devin, computer. I, yeah, this is second. I would say this is the second of uh, five drafts that I'm in where he's gone one twelve. That's See, I would take him 112. I would take him 112 if I had the the two one. Does that make sense? Like like yeah. if yes. I knew I could get yeah. my second round guy, I would take him. But like I've never been in that position, and I want to make sure I get a guy I believe in. And uh, what was your question one more time, Justin? Oh, I was just gonna say like, where does it become reasonable for you? Like, are we talking like back end of the second round? You're like, okay, I can take this guy now. Like, would you take him before Tank Bigsby? Uh, no, I was about to, I was about to give you like to like for the board, Josh Downs, Jaden Reed, Tank Bigsby, Charbonnet, Sam Laporta, probably Michael Mayer would all have to be off the board, and then I'd click the button after that. So like and like, I know that's crazy, and the only way I wouldn't if I had like a zero RB. Like, like if I had a zero RB build and I, I'm like, okay, he's my running back that I could take, then I might do it early. But again, like th that's taking th those scenarios that I'm not in. I would just almost rather tank, take, take, uh, take, tank Bigsby any like every, like 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. So, well, you're, you're, you got, you mentioned like, we're all talking about like the, the big cloud hanging over all of this is the system, right? 
and what the system mm-hmm. values and how it chews people up and spits people out. This is probably your best chance to get him before they trade him to the 49ers. Uh, I, I, I think that, that's a, that's in play real real soon. I could see those two teams swapping running backs for a while. But, you I mean, you look at the 49ers draft picks and look, different management, different coach. I understand it's not an exact one-for-one. But, then, you know, Tyrion Davis-Price, Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, and Joe Williams were the last four running backs drafted by the 49ers. I mean – we're, it's, this isn't like plug and play as often as we might hope it is. I, I, he's definitely the most talented back they have, um, and I think they could make an in, he could make an instant impact because they seem to be in this weird. Are we could win now, but we're also drafting for the future mold. Um, but he, he's he's rocketed up more than any player I've seen on the draft boards. Yeah, like I said, him going uh, uh, late first, I, and I'm almost trading out of that pick. So I say, like, if I have the late first, like. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I can't, I'm yeah. doing everything I can not to draft Devin Shane. So I guess like mm-hmm. it's a sell hard sell for me. Like I can't mm-hmm. do it. I can't do it. I tried to be that guy and I can't be that guy. So Andrew, you got any, any, uh, um, anything to add before we go to break? Uh, no, once again, all right, let's hit all the points. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's pay some bills. All right, let's do it. Underdog fantasy is here to save your post fantasy football season blues easiest place to play and win with the underdog fantasy app get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our pick em contests grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails go online now and use the promo code tss to double your deposit up to 100 dollars sit gingerbread good girl Gingerbread, good girl. Kendra Miller, Andrew, we'll start with you. He was drafted in the third round to the Saints, who just paid Jamal Williams, who is 28, mind you, lucrative money. And then we have Alvin Kamara, who is um, one of those old running backs like Joe Mixon, who has legal troubles. I've seen Kendra Miller go anywhere. I've seen him go at the end of the first, but consistently he's going to early as second. Uh, I would draft Devin Shane over Kendra Miller personally. I don't believe in him. What do you think? Uh, I would rather take a chance on the situation with Kendra Miller than Devin Shane, just because of Kamara's legal issues. And we know the Saints um, can run that kind of two running back scheme. Um, and we know Jamal Williams is, is good, but if Kamara has to sit, is he going to be enough to to carry it and, and be the number one? So. Uh, I'd take the chance on, on Miller here over a Shane, in my, in my personal opinion. Okay. Um, do you like Kendrick Miller better than there. like – What the hell was going on? <laughs> oh, oh uh, Chuck, Chuck's like fucking slamming shots in the middle of your analysis. Oh, okay. Jello oh, shots. So we got to cheer him fucking on. Yeah, yeah. I have to drive later. They're only jello shots. Come on. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, let's, your analysis was very astute. It was very astute, and they were cheering for both of you. Um <laughs> So are, are you taking Kendra Miller over Tank Bigsby or Zach Charbonnet or you or is he like your third running back after after those guys? He would be my third after those guys. I still like Charbonnet and Bigsby for both their talent and their situations better. Like I said, Miller just right, where, you, um, where you can get him. It's just I like the the risk there versus reward for the opportunity better. Mm, what well, Mr. Jello shot himself. Um <laughs> I don't like Kendra Miller because I don't think he's very good, to be honest. And I don't, and like, I, I guess he can, he does, he plays small, but he's in a big body and he's not that fast. So that's like a weird combo to expect him to be a good NFL back. And, and he could develop and get better. There's always a chance. So I don't know. He's another one where I, I like kind of forget about him and I can't click the button. Where do you have him at, at Chuck? Uh, I have him almost undraftable and it's for seven reasons, but I mean, we're talking about like, seven. who do I like more? Right. Let's not, I, I, I like the wide receivers and the tight ends more. That's very. Oh, wait, is that acceptable? Does, does that please the court? It's just very specific. That's all. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, I'm just making fine. sure. That's fine. The seven makes sense. 
Yeah, I was, I was about to say, are they like commandments? Is that like a holy number? Is God telling you? <laughs> no, no, let's ask Justin. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, no, I, think, I think it was yeah, 10. Is... I think it was 10, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking the seven deadly sins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I'd rather cut my left dick off than draft him, honestly. There's so many good there's so many oh, wow. good other long-term players. There's so many so other good long-term players at the position. Uh, Roshan Johnson is one that immediately comes to mind that I would much rather take a flyer on him. If you're looking for a running back and you want to trade back or the board just falls to you in the right way, um, I don't trust for one damn second a team that's going to pay Derek Carr $125 million when you've got Jameis Winston sitting on the bench. Uh, I I think they locked into the Chris Olave pick. I don't trust anything else. I don't love the direction the team's going. Um, I, I would just be as – I would put as much distance between myself and what they have going on as possible. With the 121st and, uh, that has nothing. pick in the NFL 2022 draft, the Falcons pick select – Tyler Algier, running back BYU. Rise up! What? The hell just what? <laughs> Tyler Algier is who Kendra Miller reminds me of. Oh shit, oh, dude! Okay. Fucking had us on. Had us sitting on the edge of my seat here. I thought we just got. I thought we just got hacked yeah. by like uh, anonymous or something. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Tyler tear down this wall. I was like, what the hell is that? Sounded like. You're right. That was like, that sounded very much like that. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm uh, glad no, that that, that came that through. Follow, follow, follow up glad. on that point. I want, I want to hear more about it. I'm glad that that came through <laughs> because my point is perfectly set up by that. This guy is Tyler Algier in the sense that he is nothing fucking special. He is the typical, you know, you take a, a later running back and you just send him straight into the grinder and you send him on his way to backup hood afterwards. This guy is there because they have no certainty around Alvin Kamara. Jamal Williams is a touchdown vulture and that's it. And, they probably are going to be looking to get Caleb Williams next year. I mean, let's just face it. The Saints, really? I mean, what's going on there? You went out and you Derek made your Carr, investment baby. in Derek Carr. Okay, yeah. All right. Five years, <laughs> 125 then, mil, man. They're not, they're, they're not getting no Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell that to the Raiders. They got out of that deal somehow, too. And then, um, <laughs> and then we're talking about Mike Thomas. Does Mike Thomas even still want to play? Does is his ankle okay from like five years ago? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so, so long story short, Tyler Algier was a thousand yard back last year. He didn't have much touchdown upside, but for what it was worth, he had one good year because nobody knew how to scheme against it, and they ran the ball an insane amount. So look at the Saints this way. They've got pretty much nothing as far as pass catching. I mean, Chris Olave, okay. All right, I'll give you that one. And then you got Derek Carr to lead the way, and you're going to need a run game. And you can't rely on Jamal Williams to be a 1,000-yard back. So if he turns out a 1,000 yards this year as your 203, what if that happens? Would it be worth the pick, guys? I'm still floored mm. that I didn't even realize Tyler Geo was a thousand yard running back last year. <laughs> I did Tyler not even realize Algier that. executed and above and beyond what was asked for him, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury the lead for what we have talking about later. Um, but I mean, I mean, he was fifth in DVOA, you know, above replacement and all above amongst all running backs, but um, it was because he was given a shit ton of carries behind a fantastic offensive line, which might be the case in new Orleans. Yeah. yeah um, I, I, I guess, like I said, I, I don't think I've moved at all. I'm still taking him after all the players I said, and before Shane and mm. I, 
I will say you make me feel better to take him, Justin, that you're saying he's Tyler Algier because you're right. I don't think he's special at all. I really don't. I like that. That's why I, I don't get it. I'm like, I was like, this guy is super okay. Like he's like, he's not like terrible, but he's just like not very like good either. Yeah. Know? He's a so, he's a like, nine he's to five. Two twenty. Yeah. He shows up and does the work and he clocks out and goes home. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Uh, Tajay Spears taking in the third round. He's behind Derrick Henry. And um, I don't know if you've heard, but he basically doesn't have um, any ACLs. And he is going in the third round right now. Um, are you buying or selling? Uh, so at, in the third round, I would take a chance, but overall I'm selling on him. Look, I still like what I saw out of Hassan Haskins. I think there's more there. Um, I think he'll have more of a chance and more of an upside than, than Spears in the end here. But with that, once again, this is a team that is hard to predict what the hell is going to happen on that Titans team. Uh, so that is a big part of the reason why I'm selling because I don't know what this team's going to look like. Mm, yeah that makes sense um i'm not really into him either especially in the third round i'm trying to get the i'm trying to get the tight ends who we'll talk about later sure. like if, if I'd, I'd rather have them um if it's the beginning of the third round i've seen tank go there and again derrick henry's still on that roster i feel like he would have moved already if he was going to go anywhere i thought he would he'd maybe go to the eagles or something like that but that never happened mm-hmm. so i and I, I actually made the point that Derrick Henry was in a similar situation, but we're telling we're we're saying that a sub two hundred running back with no ACLs is Derrick Henry. That's just like not good process. I don't like saying saying that. That's just not good process. Chuck, what are you buying or selling Tajay Spears? Um, I'm selling and you guys hit every part uh talking about physically and you know schematically about why. It's not the move, but I mean, this is just what people do, right? How often there's been a mainstay in fantasy for at least five years that people are dying to replace, you know, it would be like the Chiefs drafting a tight end and being like, Oh, here comes Travis Kelsey's replacement. Like, no, these guys are going to play and they're going to play at a high level until their heart gives out. Uh, And I I would not be worried. Tennessee is a team that whether it's delusional or not, is probably thinking had Ryan Tannehill not got hurt, they win the division and maybe even compete for a Super Bowl. I don't personally believe that, but uh, I've seen enough. Uh, I've seen enough vibes from them overall, then and now, to believe that they still probably have some of that in them. Uh, so they're going to ride this guy in the dirt, uh, Derrick Henry, that is. And I, I, I would be passing on Spears all day. Uh, all right, Justin, uh, we'll, we'll finish with you, and I'll ask you the question. Uh, I, I'm of the mind that I love Mike Vrabel, and I think we talked about this last week or the week before about him being on the hot seat. And they think they could win. Like they're making like championship or contender moves. And I don't think anyone else believes they're a contender. And this is like Mike Vrabel saying, please save my job. So do you believe in Tajay Spears knowing that he could get fired? And we know what happens to running backs, especially Ricky ones like this that might not produce because they're behind someone like Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry and a new regime comes in. What do you think? Um. So I'm going to go off the wire here, kind of like what I did with the last take. I think that they bring in all these running backs so that Derrick Henry can suck the energy out of them and continue on for another season. I mean, think, think about this. Tajay Spears. We got Hassan Haskins last year. Darrington Evans. No, all, jo- all jokes aside, uh, this is – Absolutely. The last year we might see Mike Vrabel in a Titans coaching uh, jacket. Uh, He's he's done a terrible job of keeping this team rejuvenated. He has just kind of rode his cowbell running back into the ground. And he's let, like I said last week, he let his entire offensive line degrade. He's let his quarterback become, you know, volatile. He re-signed his quarterback, which is like, dude, can't you just see he was a system quarterback? Maybe go out and get a different one. Then he goes out and he gets a maybe even worse version of, I mean, I don't know, Tannehill and the Dolphins with Malik Willis. Like, not even Tannehill with the Titans, <laughs> the worst version of Tannehill yeah. with the Dolphins. 
So I don't know. This Tajay Spears, I wish he had gone somewhere else, but I understand that why they got him. They have not hit a home run in getting a success for uh, a successor for Derrick Henry. And I don't think that Tajay Spears is that either. Um, nailed it. Uh, Tajay Spears is someone I liked, but I knew that he would be um, situation dependent. And this is a shit situation. <laughs> Out of all of them, I think this is insurmountable. Like, I don't, like, I, I could see Tank Bigsby. I could see Charbonnet. I could see Devin Machine. It's like, I have to, I can't even like squint and see Tajay Spears. I have to go, like, we were talking about getting high. I got to go hang out with Aaron Rodgers, do some ayahuasca to see Tajay Spears happening. So I am out. Um, we're going to go pay some bills and then we're going to go and play Are You High with post draft narratives. Jazz, sportsbook, casino, and racebook, the world's best resource for all purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook. The world's best resource for online wagering. We're playing Are You High? Chuck is back from making a pee pee. Um, so we'll start with <laughs> we'll start with him. Um, th- this comes from. <laughs> Twitter today. I, I recently made a TikTok that I think that Josh Downs is a value, and someone and, and I made the point that to to be fair, I said that Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman are target competition, but I don't think that Alec Pierce is real target competition. So is Alec Pierce still being relevant? Like that guy has to be high, right, Chuck? Uh, I think Alec Pierce is relevant in terms of. I don't think there's much target competition to be going around outside of Michael Pittman. Um, I mean, I like Alec Pierce and I like what he brings to the offense. And I think he complements what um, Anthony Richardson is already good at. And that doesn't mean that I don't like downs. I like downs a lot. I think that he reminds me a lot of Steve Smith, Um, but he's like brunch. You know, sometimes the idea of brunch can be a little bit more fun than the reality of brunch. You know how like one in 10 brunches makes you want to swallow a knife. Well, one in 10, of these third round wide receivers that profile like Josh Downs don't work out. I think he could be the exception to that rule, but I'm, we're talking about an uphill fight. Um, I think he's going to be an excellent third edition in the slot this year. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. And I mean, just because you're smaller than my aunt doesn't mean that you can't win over time, but I would be hesitant to say that this is Josh Downs role to take. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to sit on that for a minute and chew on it so I don't explode. Um, Please explode. No, 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 no. I, I come on, come on. You don't, you don't have to just be the facilitator. Jump in this mother and, and talk and, and give it to me. I think Josh Downs is the guy. I, like, like here's where I wanted to talk about like, again, game theory as to why that Josh Downs fell because in the second round, people were taking pass rushers and interior linemen, which is pretty normal. And you're either going to go at the top of the second. And then you look at the roster construction of all the other teams and what they're going to take. You know, the, like the Colts know that no one's going to take a receiver. Oh, uh, the, uh, Oh, I see that someone took Jonathan Mingo. Cool. I don't have to worry about them. And I can just sit and wait and take Josh downs. He was handpicked by Reggie Wayne. And they wanted, and he wanted him to take it earlier. And I think most teams had a higher grade on Josh Downs, but it's need. I will say that this pretty much solidifies him at being at being a slot guy most of the time, and he's going to play like the flanker role. But I think on passing downs, he's going to be there. And I know people say that he's slot only, but I think people don't realize how often that teams are in three wide receiver sets. That's just how the yeah, NFL I agree. is. So I think he's going to see no, I- a lot of targets. This is Amon Ryan State Brown all over again to me. I I, 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 I completely agree. And you're talking about 
a, a role beyond the slot and being on the field more often than people are probably – it doesn't have to be one or the other. Talking about these guys probably – I mean, last year, if you want to do like what does the coach do – I mean, they were 12th in the league in Philly last year in three wide receiver sets. And granted, they had the personnel to do so. Um, and the third man was sometimes left out. But the gap between the second and the third man in Philly, I don't think for the time being, is as big as as small as the gap between the guys that are lining up for the Colts. I just think that for what we want Anthony Richardson to be, which is this do-everything kind of guy, well, the do-everything, the, the half of that has to be putting the ball down the field deep. Uh, Downs doesn't quite have the speed that Pierce has. He doesn't have the size. I mean, if you want to talk about what do I know I can do if I'm Anthony Richardson, I know I can throw this motherfucker way down the field, and I know I have a pretty damn good contested catch and separation guy in Pierce. Uh, do I put all the eggs in that basket? I sure as hell don't because I still believe in what Downs can bring to the table as far as an every down, awful pun intended, player. Um, but I just – I would be hesitant to – push uh, push Pierce out to sea quickly. I think Downs is one of the best. I think he has the highest contested catch rate out of this draft class. And I thought that's like, that's another, I need someone to Google that for me. That's fair. I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm too high. I just like, I think uh, two guys I have almost a hundred percent exposure on right now is Zay Flowers and Josh Downs. So I'm going to get fucking cooked if they're not good this year. You guys pray for me. Justin, where are you? <laughs> so you're you're right. He had a 72% contested catch rate. Yeah. Which okay, is fucking nuts. You. Yeah, I was about to say he's he's really good. Like I like I I know a little bit what I'm saying there. He's really He's good. Au- he's yeah. he's automatic. He's he's he, I'm not going to hide behind that. He's automatic um there's no doubt about it so i'm gonna go off on a crazy like theory here and say that michael Pittman's not getting a second contract and getting traded and alec pierce is going to take over that role Mm. Mm. because i think what they saw last year with alec pierce was same thing probably a lot of people saw with the cincinnati tape is he is the exact same as michael Pittman, but he's a little bit faster he's a little bit better of a route runner he's a little more refined and I think that's going to play a big role in this year because I think that this year he takes a big step forward, shows that he can handle a lot of the number one and essentially pushes Michael Pittman out before his contract expires and they send him on the road to somewhere else because they're going to start having to pay up Jonathan Taylor. They're probably going to have to pay up Quentin Nelson at least one more time. And then they got to pay up, you know, whatever tight end they want to use next year (laughs) or the year after that. It's defense. It's defense. Once you get past, you know, Quentin Nelson, it's, they got to start flipping the other side of the ball, but you're right. Contracts coming up. Or DeForest Buckner. Yeah. But so my theory is, is that Pierce is, I think Josh Downs is good, but I think to Chuck's point, I don't know if AR 15 right now is good enough to get it to Josh Downs where he needs it. You know, he's an underneath player. Like, Chuck said he is not the fastest guy on the field. That is Alec Pierce, and he's not the biggest guy on the field. That's probably Michael Pittman. But, you know, he has the 72% contested rate, so ball goes high. This guy's got an incredible vertical jump, and he can go up there and catch the ball. But at the same time, when was really AR-15 using a slot receiver at Florida? I don't, I don't like to nah, – you're right. You're right. Ricky Parasol was a perimeter guy. I'd be saying that they like, they didn't have receivers like in general, like, you know, like it's kind of like what, what tires did you use? Like I didn't have any. So like, you know, know? Um, so I don't know, like your Pittman thing I think is right. But the only thing I'd argue against, I'd push back is that it's not Alec Pierce as a guy. I, I don't think Alec Pierce is good. I don't buy it. So, like, I'm, I am I don't believe in Alec Pierce. What if it is, like, Marvin Harrison Jr.? What if it's, like, uh, or, or something like that? Because, like, unlike all these other teams with high draft picks, they just earned it, you know? So they have the draft capital to go up and get a guy like that. I think Emeka Ibuka is even good. He's, like, 6'1". Speaker. Yeah. I don't know. Do you yeah. got anything to add, Andrew? So, for me, I do like Alec. Alec Pierce uh, and I love the situation that Justin is trying to force into the reality with that with that because I think Michael Pittman could help a lot of teams if he gets traded and because I like Alec Pierce I like the idea of him getting more opportunity for me here 
this all comes down to if you believe in Anthony Richardson and being his ceiling here, then sure, Alex Pierce can be relevant here. Um, but if you, if you don't, this is what it comes down to. Can Anthony, Anthony Richardson even at, you know, say 70% of his ceiling, can he support three wide receivers? And I'm not sure he I'm not sure he can because I said from the start I'm not a massive Anthony Richardson fan. And I think he would be more likely to eventually use downs in the slot and then force feed it to Pittman. And unfortunately, I think if anything here, Pierce would fall out, even though he is going to be on the other side of the field across from Pittman. I like Pierce. I just don't believe in Richardson. All right. So I guess we'll end the segment by saying that this guy isn't high. I'm down. So, <laughs> to you, Andrew. Has hell. Uh, beat Bell Cow because of Tyler Algier. <clears throat> yeah. You broke up a second there. Are you coming to me? Do you think? Do you think that Bijan Robinson will not be a Bell Cow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bijan Robinson will not be a Bell Cow because of Tyler Algier. Are you? I. Uh, however, you're asking, I agree with that statement. Uh, because I don't think anybody on that Falcons team is going to be considered a, a bell cow in any position. Interesting. Simple. So where does I'm that? Where, what's that? What's the genesis of that reasoning? What makes you think that? I have no faith in what the Falcons are doing yet. <laughs> I need to. I need to see it on the field. They have to prove it to me that they can draft a guy and use him properly. I'm scared they're not going to use Bijan properly. Who haven't they used properly that they've drafted outside of an injured Kyle Pitts last year? I mean, that's fair. He was injured, but um, Drake. I, they brought in my my so my counter to that would be I don't know if there's many teams that have achieved more above what I think that they have going on than the Falcons. I'm wearing a Buccaneers shirt. I think the Falcons are going to win the division this year. I think they're going to win it by two really? games. Yeah, win I know they. They they brought in minimal minimal personnel changes last year, and their overall efficiency metrics improved on offense tremendously. They jumped from bottom of the league to top of the league in almost every meaningful stat, and they spent all their money in free agency on and, and in the draft on defense. So uh, I mean, outside of Robinson, of course, but I mean, I sure. just that, that's the whole thing. But that's that's getting away from what this point is. So I'll I'll bounce back and I'll 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 end this segment if you don't mind. But I'll let Justin take. You know this whole Algier, uh, Bijan. Your take on all this? Drake London. They did not use him efficiently last year. Drake. You know, Marcus Mariota didn't. Marcus Mariota didn't. That was all on him, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> now it's on Desmond Ritter. Marcus Mariota 2.0. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I do think he'll be a bell cow. <laughs> I think that he'll be a bell cow this year. Um, we got to remember Arthur Smith is literally from the Tennessee Titans where he created the Derrick Henry monster. Um, I think he's just been waiting for that. I think he had to yeah. deal with Algier last year. But as we have stated earlier on in this podcast, Tyler Algier is just a guy. He is nothing more than a guy who comes in, punches his time card when it comes in, punches his time card when it's time to go out. That's it. B. John Robinson is the whole freaking package. He is the next best thing from, you know, Saquon Barkley, from Christian McCaffrey. He's one of those freak guys that is going to change the whole atmosphere of the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons. Because I agree, Chuck, I think Atlanta's got the division. It might not be pretty. It might be eight and nine, but I think they got the division. So how are they going to do that? I I hope they're going to use pits. I hope for the like 20 <laughs> shares of pits that I have that they're going to use pits. I hope that they're going to use Drake London. And I hope that they're going to use B. John Robinson. Well, I know they're going to use B. John Robinson. But, you know, Before- as, go ahead. Go ahead. I was done anyways. I was just going to Oh, no. I was, I was, I was going to say um, – that I, I I'm a hundred percent with you, Justin. And like, um, I get that Desmond Ritter is like Marcus Mariota 2.0, but that's like a good thing because like Marcus Mariota used to be slightly better than what he was. So like, and that's all you need to be like, like the bar from Marcus Mariota to like, 
like to get that offense humming is like is so low. Like he like he could fall across that bar, like like stumble across it. So like that's why I made on this offense that like like all the targets that are pep around pepping around that offense, I see them creating opportunity for the running backs. I, I, I'm buying I'm buying all that offense I can. I'm not buying like the shitty pieces like Brian Edwards or whatever the garbage they have there. But mm-hmm. but Chuck, you wanted to finish this off, so like. Take us home on Bijan Robinson. I would just say there's there's a lot of examples in the NFL of coaches. You know, obviously the Falcons are the arguably the most run heavy team in the league, right? Uh, but I mean, th- there's a lot of, and they didn't exactly have once Algier took over last year. I mean, he was the guy. There, there's really no debate about that. Um, I just trust how they use running backs. You know, they brought in Cordell Patterson and they used him to the. I mean, head and shoulders away better than anyone's ever used him. Uh, and then once his talent started to slip a little bit, even though he was still used effectively last year, they, they, they he adjusted and he adjusts well. Derrick Henry wasn't getting bell cow status until Arthur Smith took over as the offensive coordinator in Tennessee in 2019. I mean, he didn't even have 225 carries. He jumped up to 300 ballooned, essentially. Uh, this is a guy who I think maximizes talent about as well as anybody in the league. Um, and I mean, I don't want to get into the whole Falcons passing game because I have, I'm heavily invested in them, you know, fucking walking into oncoming traffic. But as far as the run game goes um, there, like I said, I think last week, there's no team in the league. I trust more to li- deliver a rock solid running performance in the Falcons. And they've got a guy who's 10 times better than the backup. So, um, and also I would, I would preface that also with, that doesn't mean that you should get rid of or avoid Algier. He's probably the most valuable backup in the league. Handcuff-wise, there's bar none, bar none. It's very rare that you get to see what a handcuff could already do, uh, you know, before he gets that, you know, injury fill-in. You know, if, if Bijan, you know, makes it down to the, uh, you know, puts in an illegal gambling bet and gets suspended for 12 games. <sighs> I don't know what the hell goes on in Atlanta these days, but you know, you can't rule this shit out anymore. <laughs> just, just, just believe, believe in what they're doing there is what I would say. Okay. Well, I own, that was a mixed bag. Um, I don't, I don't know what to call it. I, I guess if it's a mixed bag, they're not too, they're not terribly high. Maybe just a puff. I was, I so was we're going to do a light. That's okay. That, that was like 10 milligrams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10, 10 milligrams. Yeah, 10 milligrams. Secondhand high. Secondhand high. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do we'll do the we'll do a lightning round to finish up the show. Andrew mm-hmm. Romeo Dubs, will he make Jade Reed irrelevant? I think no. You go ahead. Uh, I also think no with a maybe because I'll stick to the same point I made last week in that uh, I think the first handful of weeks of the season, maybe even the first full half of the season, is going to be figuring out which one of these two is going to step up into a, a main role for the Packers, uh, and I think they both have a fairly fair shake at doing so um i do like dobbs but i i like the upside of reed in in that offense if jordan love pans out so do i think he makes reed irrelevant no i don't because i think they're gonna have a okay. fair shake at this i'm gonna call it high because we're doing a lightning round and no one can argue with me uh okay chuck <laughs> jared jared goff is he the lions guy uh, if the Lions want to win one of the worst divisions in the league and get balanced in the first round of the playoffs, then absolutely, Jared Goff is the guy to get him there. Um, Long term, absolutely not. I mean, if you can't win, if you can't compete consistently with the talent and the coach that the Rams had, I sure as shit don't believe that this is the guy. Um, and I mean, I like Jared Goff, but hell no, high as fuck. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think, I think he is the Lions guy. I think he is the Lions guy, and the Lions are high as fuck. So, uh, plot twist. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a fair take on that. You fence riding, so. also. and he wrote the question. Right. So I don't know what he did. He did write the because question. it was. <laughs> It, it was worth the question. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you fucking guys. All right, Justin, we'll finish it off. We'll finish it off with tight ends. I think it's the best tight end class that I've ever scouted in a long time. I want all of them. Um, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think you might be high on that one. I think there's definitely a couple prospects there. But uh, I'll 
I'll say this. 2018, we had Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, and Dallas Goddard. All of them are still in the league right now, and all of them are still starters. So if we have that with this one, maybe. But most likely, it'll just be Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid. No love for my boy Sam Laporta. That's that's depressing. <laughs> and our producer, Andrew, says that's time. So, guys, this has been the Dynasty Hour. We actually made it to an hour this time. We're getting really good at this. Um, I am Jagger May. With me is Chuck Bass, Andrew LaDuke, and Justin Herrera. Make sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends, share everybody, and we'll see you in the next one. Two seconds over.